2: Hello and welcome to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we are going to discuss a film that we think might be underrated, underseen, or we just want to talk about it. I'm the host this week, Josh, and I'm joined as ever by Alice. Alice, how are you?
3: Very well, as always. Thank you, Josh, and yourself.
2: Oh, you know, terrible. Yeah, no, I thought fine, so.
3: Fine. <laughs> but that's state of your face. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's had a you bad one.
2: <laughs> I don't even know why we ask each other how we are, because it's never like, no...
3: No, of course Awful. not. We're such
2: chipper little bastards, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, always. I've never, <laughs> ever been sad. Um, I'm certainly not sad this week because we're joined by two of our favourite other podcasters. We're joined by Neil and Pav from the Top Ten of Anything podcast. How are you both? Are you both well? A warm hey. welcome. Thank
4: you very
5: much. We're yeah. good. We're good. It's nice to be this side of the... not camera, where is it? Microphone. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's nice that we're not in control. So do do what you want with it. Ooh, we're, sounds we're, like
3: an invitation. We are very,
5: very rarely in control. I can tell you that.
3: Wow.
2: Well. <laughs> um, mm. So anyway, as you may or may not know, we always start with a completely random question. Alice, I'll come to you first. Hats. Yes or no?
3: So quick answer is when it's raining or snowing, yes, but the rest of the time, not really. But I do like looking at a hat. So thank you, Pav. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we already know your answer, Pav. Um, what's it what's the like what's the best hat then? So you got beanie uh, baseball cap, that little one that spins
5: around. The fedora. I've got fedora. an Indiana Jones Fedora. Yeah. I should have worn tonight. If I'd known that was what the question would have been, <laughs> I would have um, I have I have loads of caps and it is all due to the fact that I've got no hair. I just like to cover that. <laughs> with the fact that I, I, I always like to say, well, I'm a connoisseur of caps and I like wearing caps, but it's not that. <laughs> it's because I've got no hair on my head and it's nicer to have a cap on or some kind of hat on than to not.
2: How so, many caps do, or hats do you have?
5: Oh my God. I must have at least 15 caps, I would say. Um, two years ago, Yeah, two years ago I went to America and I bought, I must have, well, I got this, the, my Duff cap that I'm wearing now which has got its own bottle opener. If you look there, look, where is it? There, no, where am I looking? There. It's got a bottle opener. You can can crack a deaf beer while you're wearing your cap. Um, Yeah, I just, but I also, I think if I had luscious locks, uh, like you, Alice, if I had hair like that, I would probably still (laughs) wear a hat. I probably would. I do like the fact that just what you look like with a cap on.
2: Very good. Neil, what about you? I don't mind a
4: hat. I'll. Uh, I don't think I particularly suit a hat, but I will wear one every now and then. Hmm. But I do like a hat on an animal. Looks good, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you yeah. put Hold you, on, Neil, you're
5: not allowed to talk like that. The 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 court case is still pending. You're not allowed to talk. Or for about putting hats like on that.
2: animals, it's
5: the fact that you like looking at them, he's like barred that. I mean, from every <laughs> single
2: zoo up and down the country. I know. Every single. I just one. want to see an elephant wearing a fez. <laughs> it's hard getting
4: those um, little caps on those oscillates in the aquarium, but yeah, they're manageable.
3: Yeah, yeah. What about um, you, Josh? You a hat man? No,
2: no. no. Uh, The only time I wear a hat is is if I'm running and it's cold, like a beanie hat or something like that, but I, I look bad in most types of hats. I can't wear baseball caps, can't wear, like, fedoras. I think, as we've touched a little bit before on the podcast, I've got quite a big head. So when I'm wearing a hat, I sort of look like a power pod wearing a tiny hat on the back of the head
3: (laughs) Uh, oh josh i think you're being too harsh on yourself but that is funny
2: i can't i can't yeah i don't i can't wear hats the most i'll do is like i said like i say a hat for running or like if it's really sunny and i'm on the beach and i have to wear a like not a fedora but you know a straw hat or or whatever
4: (laughs) you should you should try like a top hat
2: that's true actually i could do you know and a cane
5: yeah. yeah, well, mm. let's, now let's start
4: with the top hat first. Let's not go all out. Yeah. No, 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 let's go Let's go all out. Top hat. Yeah, it's
5: tailed. all or nothing. <laughs> monocle. You've got to have a yeah. monocle if you're going to do that. Basically, the Monopoly <laughs> Man. The Monopoly yeah. Man.
2: So, let's move on to talking about this week's film, which is Swiss Army Man from 2016. So, spoilers if you've not seen it. Um, which of you picked it? Why did you pick it? And most importantly what's it about
5: um well originally i i picked it um and then neil sort of followed because i know that neil likes the movie um i picked it because i don't know if anybody else has had this experience apart from say with star wars or a marvel movie where you sit in the cinema and you have a smile on your face for the whole running time of the film um i didn't I think when we managed to see a showing in the cinema and it was one showing at like half past three in the afternoon, the only showing of the day, Uh, we got in there and watched it and I'd seen the trailer, loved the music and there was something about the trailer. I thought, I've got to go and see this because this is weird. This looks like a weird, quirky movie and I sat there through the whole movie with tears running down my eyes but with a massive smile on my face and I can't remember... Apart from Star Wars and Marvel movies, the last time that a movie made me feel that way. Um, I don't know, well, Neil, do you want to give a synopsis apart from yeah, the so bit, it's, it's, Harry Potter plays a dead man that farts, That's basically <laughs> all you need to know. Basically is, That's I mean, it's, on the, on, it's the on the poster. Movie. It's yeah. on the poster. Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically Paul Dano plays or Dano plays um, a guy who's attempting suicide after being lost on an island. When uh, Harry Potter himself washes up death and he, he becomes friends with the corpse, uh, this flatulating corpse, um, and he can manipulate him into doing things, hence the title Swiss Army Man. Um, I just think it's a beautiful film. It, it touches on mental health. It touches on um, all those sort of uh, issues really, really well. Yeah. Um, and like Pav said, with a soundtrack to die for, I still listen to that soundtrack now when I go to sleep. I think it's beautiful. Do, do,
3: do, do, oh, the Jurassic Park one. Exactly. <laughs> <Badly. laughs> but it's That's
4: a fun. movie that just has, like Pav said, we'll have you cry in one moment, but laugh, right, you know, righteously laugh in the next. And I think everybody, the cast member, is so well played in it. I write down to Mary Elizabeth Weinstein, who's um, she's really good. They're all just so brilliant. And I think it's the, as far as I can remember, it's one of the last movies we did on the, our movie show that we used to do, where we, both of us gave it a full-on five star when yeah. we talked about it.
5: Okay, yeah.
2: high, high praise indeed. Uh, so would you say you've picked this because it's underrated, underseen, or you
5: just wanted to talk about it?
4: Definitely um, underseen.
5: Definitely mm. underseen. I think it's one of those, I mean, again, it's the only movie where I've I tweeted one of the directors after the movie and thanked him. He never answered back, because obviously, <laughs> but but it was gen, it was a genuine feeling that I wanted to say thank you for this movie. Mm. Um, I think Neil's right when it comes to like the like the mental health side of it, and it's just that it's also that that feeling of loneliness at the start, where Bordano has got he's got nobody. He's obviously been, and also the fact that it say it starts right at the start, right right in the meat of. Mm. The story, you know, you don't need to know why he's trying to kill himself, although the exposition is on the bits of paper in the water and stuff that he's been on a boat and he crashed and it's that feeling that he's all alone. So he he has nothing else to live for. And then the fact that you see a washed up dead body and that is what's, well, it almost kills him, but that's what stops <laughs> him. Um, and that whole thing of loneliness and wanting someone to share your time with is I think the motif that runs through the whole film. You know, whether it's with Daniel Radcliffe's character or the looking from afar at, at, at his, you know, woman that he loves that, that he doesn't really know or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's one of those films as well that that you try and explain to somebody what it, it's about. A little bit like Field of Dreams. I find that with Field of Dreams. You explain to someone, a guy builds a baseball field and loads of dead people come and play on his baseball field. People go, "Well, oh, what a little crap. I don't want to watch that. But you watch it and it just draws you in. And it's, oh, I love the fact there isn't really a bad guy. I, su- I suppose there is, but there isn't really a bad guy. It's all about finding someone that you love or finding a friend and, and knowing that it doesn't matter about everybody else. It's having that friend that you want to spend time with. And when that gets taken away as well, you realize how much you miss that person. Yeah.
2: It's like about yeah. being, it's sort of about being lonely, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of it is about isolation and being lonely. Like, uh, is that how you two met? or no. well, um... One of us
4: washed up flatulating. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we weren't washed up, but we no. were definitely flatulating.
2: Started, it was, it... started a podcast, you know. It was Neil's <laughs> erection compass that first got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> nearly had his eye out. Uh, and before yeah. you know it, we said, let's start a podcast. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, start let's crack on, pod. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alice, had you seen this one before?
3: no, I hadn't seen this one before and I don't actually think I'd ever heard of it either. What about you, Josh?
2: Uh, I'd heard of it and it had been on my to-watch list for ages, probably since it came out because I remember quite a bit of buzz about it because obviously it's quite a strange concept for a film of a guy who becomes friends with a dead body. Um, And I think it was also in that couple, it was 2016, wasn't it? So it's not that long, five, six years after Harry Potter finished, Daniel Radcliffe was doing his Elijah Wood thing of going, I'm not. Harry Potter, so I'm going to do a load of films that are the complete opposite of of what I'm particularly known for. So I've been wanting to watch it for ages, so I was really, I was made up when you picked it, because I've been wanting to watch it for a little while, I just not got round to it for whatever reason. So, Alice, what did you think? What did you like about it?
3: There was so much that I liked about this film. So if we're going to start at the beginning, so... I love the way that it leaves you asking so many questions and then never really answers them. And that is quite a unique thing to find in a film. And I think this kind of went on going throughout is... The whole time I felt like this was such a unique viewing experience. I'd never, never seen anything like it before, and I don't think I'd ever seen anything like it that made me feel the way it did. Um, I thought it was really, really funny at parts. And my two favourite bits are when, so Paul Dano's character, who is called Hank, so he he's sort of led, Um, oh, what's Daniel Radcliffe's character called again? Manny. Manny. Manny! So he's kind of led Manny to believe that he has left this girlfriend or or this wife back in his old life, you know, when he was still alive. And so he dresses up as a female. He sort of finds all this rubbish and all this debris and stuff. So makes like a wig and then puts on a dress and stuff. And he's trying to get Manny to remember what her name is. And he's going, Manny, who am I? Who am I? And he goes... Laura (laughs) Dern and I just collapsed. I just collapsed laughing because they'd been talking about Jurassic Park obviously before, and like that was the only woman's name that he knew. The other bit was when because they play Connie Joe a lot in this, and there was a moment where they really slow it down Mm. and turn it into this like really romantic, moving song, and that's playing in the background, and then it becomes the Jurassic Park theme song. And those Mm. two moments, and this was there was quite a lot of funny moments throughout. And then spliced in with this kind of really moving but then also really absurd story that was going on around you it was just such an interesting mix of like a survival film but also a buddy film and it was a bit art house and it was a bit fantasy as well and it was just unlike anything i'd ever seen the acting was phenomenal daniel radcliffe and paul dano were amazing and daniel radcliffe has so much to do physically like, trying to look dead. Very Mm. often he'd be lying down in these really uncomfortable-looking positions. He was all messed up, like, his hair was wet, he was all dirty and dead-looking, and I feel like that must have been exhausting, like, trying to play a dead body. Sounds easy on paper. It's like, oh, can you come and, like, lie down for an hour and a half? And it's Mm. like, but no. Actually, so much went into it, and then you've got Paul Dano, like, carrying him, and, like, trying to put him in all these different positions and stuff. So you could tell that they were just working so, so hard. It was shot beautifully as well. Some of the camera work was brilliant, and a lot of the camera work was the reason, sort of, for the comedy and for the moving moments and the way that it moved between um, Manny and Hank and then how it framed them both together. I don't know if you noticed. You, you might have done, obviously, Pavanil because you love the film so much. But Daniel Radcliffe doesn't. He doesn't blink. No, He doesn't blink pretty much through the whole thing. And again, I'm just like, the effort. It's, And I think this is part of, like you were saying before, Josh, him wanting to move away from this idea of, oh, he's just Harry Potter. And he's like, no, actually, I'm a really talented and dedicated actor. And I feel like if you try to imagine anything that was the opposite of Harry Potter this was kind of it um and he just absolutely nailed it um the way hank is trying to remind manny of what being a human is and what human life is by creating like these like s- sort of sets and these models and things out of debris and out of the rubbish it was all just so it was so funny and absurd and absurd and moving and sad and It just brought all these things together so well, and I feel like it wasn't favouring sort of one genre or one kind of uh, theme over the other, and they all got equal time. Um, But yeah, I thought I just thought it was brilliant, and there was so much to like about it. What about you, Josh? What did you think?
2: Yeah, I uh, I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. It was, it was so surreal, isn't it? Like you say, it doesn't really have a genre and I think that's to its strength. It uh, just sort of goes and is a bit of everything, really. It reminded me of things like, uh, if you've ever ever read or seen any Samuel Beckett plays, that sort of thing, quite surreal. Things like Waiting for Godot and other things like that. A lot of uh, surreal and dark comic, comic moments. What I really enjoyed with it was that it does a really good job of creating this sort of scenario and sucking you in and you're watching it. And then every now and then, it just reminds you what you're actually watching and you sort of go oh yeah there's a bloke talking to a dead body who might be coming back to life or he's just imagining it all like you don't really know and you keep getting reminded of that and it keeps like it's, it's almost like the director seat's going look at you you're, you're a bit weird this isn't it <laughs> 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 and, then, and then straight back into it as well i think the use of him as a swiss army knife as a swiss Arm, army man as, as the title suggests is absolutely like, some of the things they do with him are so ingenious, you know, like even at like, I was watching it with my other half and she was like, when did he shave? And I said, well, um, he was running his chin across his mouth. I think, and using his teeth to shave, right? That's like how he shaves. Like, different scenarios. Like the I think you might have touched on it. The bus scenario where he sets up a whole bus. The prop design on this, I don't think I've ever said it before, but the prop design deserves a real special mention Mm -hmm. in this because all the little things that they do, the little things that they build out of, essentially rubbish and all that, it looks so good. It looks almost like... I don't, I don't want to say like authentic, but that is the word, right? Like it looks like yeah, that's actually, yeah. if you were going to make a little theater or a little cinema, there's like little, like you say, there's a, I think there's one point, there's a little Darth Vader knocking about in there somewhere yeah. in the background and stuff. As you say, the cast are very good in it. I mean, there's only really three speaking roles, you know, a couple more with the odd line, but Paul Dano, Dano, however you pronounce it, for me, he is the standout. I mean, he is excellent. I love him. I think he's one of the most underrated, under, underrated actors around, you know, it, First thing I saw him in was like Little Miss Sunshine, and then he's done this and a couple of other things. Uh, there will be blood. Uh, Ruby Sparks. Can't wait to see him as the Riddler. Think he's mm-hmm. going to absolutely smash it. Um, special mention for Daniel Radcliffe actually because I've, I've, I've always known he's all right at acting, and whether it's the character of Harry Potter or his performance or the script, I don't know. But this is the best thing I've ever seen him in. I've seen him in the odd thing here and there, but he is. He is brilliant in this. And like Alice said, a lot of really physical stuff to do in there. A lot of physical stuff against a lot of really still stuff as well. So even when he's still, he's still got a lot of a lot to do. But no, I thought there was a lot to like in there. So I'm interested to know, obviously, having watched it again for this, did you see anything else that, that you particularly enjoyed? Or was it just the same old thing that you just loved it?
5: it it's weird because I watched it. Um, here on Sunday my iPad here while I was doing some editing and I thought I'll have it on in the background because I know what happens and I put it on the smile came to my face again and I sat for an hour and a half and just watched it and (laughs) forgot what I didn't do anything else but it's it's what you're saying about Daniel Radcliffe Josh is um, that this was the first movie where I forgot that he used to be Harry Potter yeah Whereas every other movie before that, between when he finished being Harry Potter and to this, it was sort of like, oh, it's Harry Potter. Whereas in this movie, I thought it's Daniel Radcliffe. And I think I think it's, I, you've got to give him a... Well, for, for someone who's that young and has got millions in the bank, you say you've got to give him credit, but...
3: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post
5: your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. He could have very easily looked for the next big role. and, And, you know, maybe like Batman, like Robert Pattinson. I think both of them are very similar in the fact that they they haven't done that. They've made movies. They've got money, so they don't need to worry about what kind of movies they make. They're just making the movies they want to make. Um, I don't know if you've seen Guns Akimbo. Have I was you just seen about to soundtrack? say, Guns stitched I mean, to your hands. <laughs> yeah, that's just as mad as as this. But... He's he's got that freedom to be able to choose these. I mean, I suppose him being involved means that those movies get made, as opposed Mm. to him. You know, if his name's involved, the movie's going to get made. Which I'm I'm probably why uh, Swiss Army Man got made. Um, But it just it reaffirmed what I felt about the movie when I watched it again. Just the fact that it is it's pure joy. It's Mm. it's no, it's not pure joy. It's pure emotion because it makes you feel more than just joy. It makes you feel um, loneliness. It makes you feel alienation. It makes you feel love. It makes you feel sadness. Um, it has one of those kind of like rocky moments at the end where, you know, it looks like nothing's going to happen and you're willing Daniel Radcliffe just to fart one more time. <laughs> Please, just once more. Um, and then the little look that poor Dano gives his dad, so it's a sort of... It reaffirms his relationship with his dad as well, you know, when you don't really know what's been going on with all that um so yeah it, it didn't add anything to to my enjoyment of the film. It just reaffirmed it more than anything else.
4: It always surprises me that these these directors this was their debut feature because for the work, it is so strong, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I don't even know whether they've made anything else since I really should I, have googled that I
2: think they have, but I think this is their most successful because they're both they're called their creditors as Daniels. Yeah, They're just both called Daniel, which is a great idea. Yeah,
4: great idea. And um, going back to what you were saying about the um, uh, Daniel Radcliffe and his performance and everything, there's a great interview he did on Graham Norton where he actually takes the dummy of himself from Swiss Army Man onto the sofa. (laughs) And it's a fantastic interview. It's really worth watching to show the lifelike. And he's got this ability that he shows you on the Graham Norton show where he can droop his eyes. To the, the what you see, and he can fix it like that so it doesn't do him damage. I'm mean, The rest of us will probably get a sort of face freeze or Bell's palsy or something and never move again. But, yeah, it's a remarkable performance. Like you said, underrated, but remarkable. And Paul Dano, I just... I don't think he's ever been bad. No, I don't think so. It's, you know, he's one of these actors that just... Whatever he's given is brilliant at what he does. So... Yeah. And, and going back to the film, like Pav said, the emotion in it is, it is a beautiful film. Um, even <laughs> even with the subject matter as it is, it really is a beautiful film. There's just no other way of describing it. And uh, yeah, it'll always have prior to place on my Blu-ray collection. Yes, I still have a Blu-ray collection.
3: <laughs> Something that I did really like about it is that it does quite a good job at showing you how... I guess the simplest things can bring you back from the edge. So it starts obviously with Paul Dano's character, Hank, about to kill himself. He's about to hang himself. He's on this little island. He thinks, you know, all is lost and his situation's completely helpless. And he sees someone wash up on the beach. And there's a split second there where he's back and he's like, oh shit, I don't want to kill myself. And he tries to stop it. Thankfully, he does sort of get himself out of a bit of a jam because he's, you know, he ends up choking a little bit anyway. But it just kind of shows you it it would just take one thing like he was so ready to end it all and there was just one millisecond that he had to wait and then it didn't happen. And I feel like sometimes that can really relate to sort of real life, because obviously when you when you're in such a horrendously dark place, you can feel like, wow, this is never going to end. How am I going to survive this? But it can be the difference of a second that brings you back from that. And this seemed to happen throughout, obviously, when he's making all these props and, like, making the bus for Manny to sit in. It's all about just just look out the window. Is that going to be enough to remind you of what it was like to be alive? You know, just think about the girl that you like. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, look, look at me you know, Hank in a wig and a dress? Like, is that enough to sort of bring you back from the brink? And I wonder if some of it was a bit to do with that. It's like, obviously, we've got Daniel Radcliffe here who is dead. What are the things that are going to make him feel alive again? And they are all very simple things, but things I think we can all relate to.
2: Yeah, I I, I, I agree. I think, I think another interesting point is that, like you've just said about those simple things, is that, not that, there isn't really, I suppose, I don't know if you call it a twist, but when you get that realisation towards the end that um, that the girl on his phone is not, in fact, his partner or his wife, his girlfriend, whatever it is, it's a girl that he likes, I think they play it impeccably well, because mm. they don't do that thing of, oh, he's a weird sort of stalker, he's really lonely, and he just says to her, I just thought you looked happy, and... I took a picture of you because and basically I fancied you, I think is, is the point, isn't it? But it isn't, you know, like we recently did one hour photo. It's not that sort of thing and it's not playing it for that. It, it, what he has done is probably a little towards the towards the wrong end of the thing. A little thing, bit sketchy, it. yeah. Um... But it's not, he isn't, you know, he isn't stalking her or anything like that.
3: Well, and he turned up in her garden by accident as well. (laughs) And it was just so Mm. because he happened to turn up in that garden that she saw the photo that then that made it creepy. But he wasn't intending to do that. So I didn't really get super stalkerish vibes off him. But yeah, maybe just a little bit inappropriate.
2: Mm. Also, Hank Thompson, great name for a character.
3: (laughs) John Everyman. (laughs) No, I mean, what I mean is,
2: he's called Hank Thompson because of Castaway, right? Tom Hanks, Hank Thompson.
5: Oh I didn't even put two and two together. that's yeah. gotta be it, right? That's gotta be it, hasn't it? I'd Mind never
2: blow. thought of that. Yeah, but it
5: is. The, I mean, looking at it is yeah. the same thing as having Wilson, isn't it? He's talking to he's talking he's, to Wilson, but he's but, a but, far, yeah. but he's a farting corpse. <laughs> he's a farting, corpse and it's a lot better
4: isn't movie than Castaway. There's nothing wrong with Castaway. Oh man, it drives me to boredom at the end.
2: Okay, so we'll move on to talking then about things that we might change about the film or things that we that we perhaps didn't like. Alice, is there anything for you?
3: So, obviously there's a lot of farting and a lot of kind of gross things. So he's got all the water that's like collected inside him and then Paul Dano or Hank starts drinking it. Uh, there was a lot of erection slash dick slash wanking jokes, which is all fine. But the farting... I could just do without some of the farting, I think, but I, I appreciate that that was quite an important part of what was going on. I just don't like farts. Like, I appreciate that people have to do it. I do it all the time, guilty. What? But I don't. I don't like. Yeah, I know, right, women, fart. Mind but I don't. Blown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't like when I you know when I hear farts, when I hear flatulence and stuff, I just think about bad smells, and then I'm just like, oh. And I was trying to eat a pizza when I was watching it, and I was like, this is putting me off my pizza. And all this, all the spit water coming out of his mouth, but. I wouldn't like I wouldn't change it and that's not even a criticism of it. it I guess it's just something that I didn't like as much as, as the other elements of the film. Um, but really that's it. Like I can't criticize the script, the performance, the story, the themes, the way it looked, like the camera work. It was it was just a brilliant unique film i'm saying unique unique to me not it's not similar to many films that i have seen so i can't say for sure if in the greater film landscape if it's unique but i just always really really enjoy it when i'm seeing something that i feel like i've never seen before and that's mm. what i felt like with this
4: alice do you not enjoy a pull my finger joke then
3: not really <laughs> oh, not really Have <laughs> you out of business I'm <laughs> just so aware that the smell you're smelling is poo particles that has come out of someone's anus. Well, and I just, I like and that's, a, them and that, up and like,
5: that's no. a good
2: place to end on poo particles coming out of your Isn't anus. Isn't that the band of <laughs> falls it. in? <laughs>
5: Um, yeah, I felt like that was Jennifer Aniston giving us the science bit then when she said in the poo particles coming out of your anus. I never realised that's what a fart was. Now I hate them. Before I used to love them. But now you've said that that's what they actually are.
2: So uh, what about you, Jazz? then? Is there anything... I mean, obviously you very much love this film, but having watched it again, is there anything you didn't like or change? Neil, I'll come to you first.
4: I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest. Not at the moment. No, it's still a film that to me is almost perfection. I say almost perfection because they're probably, I don't know, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything and watching it, I just purely enjoyed it. So I don't very often give a five star to a movie, but I did on that one. So no, wow. I will say no, there's nothing I'll change on that.
5: Fair enough. Fair enough. Pav? Um, I think Alice touched on it a little bit earlier on. Just the convenience of the fact that the the, the one Back garden that they come into is the back garden of the girl on the phone. Seemed very coincidental. Well, I, of all the places, I was going to
4: say sorry, pub, but isn't that you know the whole movie that, that could be related into some sort of metaphor? And the metaphor
5: is that, yeah,
4: uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think, I of think, course, it could.
5: But I'm just saying, and I'm, and I'm nitpicking mm. because I'm like, Neil. It's a five out of five movie for me. Um yeah sometimes you uh, find stuff don't you yeah and but and to be honest it's a very small nitpick um yeah. all of the farts completely relay and take over everything that's bad mm. in the movie and there isn't that much bad in the movie so and and there is nothing funnier than a fart sound there just isn't anything funnier the best written joke by mel brooks uh, or any of those sort of geniuses monty python or whatever is nothing compared to a tiny little teat, it's just—you <laughs> cannot compare it. Let's <laughs> forget about the poo particles coming out of the anus. Oh, that phrase is going to be embedded, burned into my brain. Now. Poo
3: particles.
5: <laughs> Soz guys, I'm going to have that tattooed on my arm. What poo particles. <laughs> poo particles coming out of your anus. I think it'll be the next uh, or a name of a song. It's yeah. a song, at least.
3: Beautiful, man. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Was there anything you would change or you didn't like? um not you know, not
2: low as I did I did really enjoy. it. I would say um i didn't I didn't mind the fight. I thought there were elements of it where it was just a little bit repetitive for me at points um again, that's just I might be nitpicking, but there was a few times when the fighting got a little repetitive, and I did think there was a couple there might have been one too many scenes of them doing stuff in a sort of slow-down, slow-motion-y way set to sort of choric choir music sort of thing. So I felt that was a little bit repetitive. Um, And I did like the music, but I thought they overused little bits of it. I thought perhaps they could have done with more music with less vocals at points, but it didn't, didn't ruin it for me. Again, sometimes you're just finding stuff and maybe I found little bit elements of that. A little bit over the repetitive, but no, overall I think I think we're all agreed. Absolutely well worth a watch. Okay, well, let's move on then to talking about the critical receptions. Oh so, boy,
3: here we go.
2: Do you, The critics Does anyone know how it did, or does anyone who doesn't know before we find out wanna have a guess? I'll
3: guess. Go on. Do, do go you on. two know, Neil and Pav?
4: No, I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure,
5: to be perfectly honest. I know a
4: couple of the film mags, like Total Film and Empire, gave it good reviews, and mm. that's about it, as far mm. as I got.
5: Yeah.
3: So I do reckon it probably did quite well, because I think there was enough going on in there that it could have an impact on many, many people. And I think when you sort of get over the hurdle of it being a bit you know, of it raising a lot of questions and of it being quite absurd, you kind of just flow into it and you kind of get into the groove of it. So I would like to think it did quite well. If I was rating it, like say four and a half out of five, or, you know, I'd go well into the eights with it. I reckon it got like a 7.8 slash 78 Okay. Okay.
2: Anyone else? Anyone else want to have a crack, or should we? Should we go? Without? I'll go eighty-five. Uh, I'll just
4: yeah, go
5: eighty-five percent. There you go. I, reckon, I reckon critically, yeah. it would have been, it would have been up there with the high eighties, maybe mm. low nineties. But wow. like, with the general public, I don't think it would have been such a big. The people that would have seen it, I think, would have given it a good score. But I don't think many people would have mm. seen it because, like I say, it took. We had one showing. To be able mm. to go and see it, like in in a in a theater, in a, in, a, in a cinema, like twenty miles away, I don't think it was very accessible for people. I'm, obviously now it's been on. I think it was on Netflix or Amazon, and um, you can stream it. I think it's a little bit different, but mm. um, yeah, I think I think the, it's the sort of thing I think critics would love. I really do.
2: Well, let's find out.
5: <laughs> um, so, at, at the time of recording
2: on IMDb, it gets. 7 out of 10. Bang on. Bang on mm. 7 out of 10. Ooh. On Rotten Tomatoes, the audience give it 72%. And the critics wow. give it 72%. Mm.
0: So that's, wow. that's
2: got to be, for me, the closest of the three scores altogether. Um mm. In terms yeah. of box office, we'll come back to the critical reception. According to box office mojo... It, gross just under 5 million worldwide and was shown on well it says here while this release was 636 cinemas um so yeah just under 5 million worldwide and around seven out of ten so what do we think like i I, i'll happily play my hand and say i think that's underseen and underrated
1: Mm.
3: i think that's definitely underrated i was surprised that there was not an eight among there i thought at least we'd get maybe an 80 something from the audience or maybe the critics which uh, people just i think people don't get it it's a pretty i mean yeah. i didn't really get it but i know yeah. how it made me feel it's a, it's a pretty <laughs> it's a
2: pretty big um, catchment of people as well because 111,000 people have reviewed it on IMDB wow 209 critics have reviewed it and over 10,000 audience members have done it on Rotten Tomatoes so that's a, that's mm. a pretty big you know amount of people mm. giving it a rating but they're all wrong
5: i think think so that's really surprising that is really Mm. surprising because I, i don't know i just don't know what what sort of film they saw maybe it it is the farting it's something that that alien not alienates people but it's there's too much of it i can see that there's too much of it but as a fart lover, you sort of you embrace it rather than push it away.
2: Maybe people, maybe people went into it thinking it was the eighth Harry Potter film, were just like maybe actually <laughs> just
5: Harry children. Cr-
3: <laughs> 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 um, yeah.
2: So, are we all in agreement? Sliding on into the underrated, underseen vault.
4: Definitely, definitely, in it, definitely.
2: In it goes mm-hmm. to the vault. So, thank you very much for joining us, guys. Where can our listeners look out for your stuff? Tell us a little bit about, we've been on yours, you've been on ours. Tell us about yours.
5: Well, hang on, I'll just get the information. Have you got the bits? I'll say, well, we do the top 10 of anything podcast. So what we do is we take a subject, we grab some guests, and then we run down our top 10s. You were very uh, kindly joined us for Movie Monsters. Loved it. uh, Which was loads of fun. Yeah. Which, and, and hopefully you'll come back again before Christmas we'll have another one we'll have another go Top 10 movie fun. farts um, <laughs> that could be quite <laughs> all amazing. from this <laughs> that could be amazing um, but yeah we, 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 we've, we've had four and a half years of doing um, a relatively successful This Country podcast uh, which has now got one episode left as we're recording this which will be our live show in November um, so we jumped on and started a, a brand new podcast. And we're there now with the thousands of other new podcasts that started over the last sort of 18 months. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's it's nice. It's nice to be able to, to talk about literally anything rather than focusing on one sort of uh, cult TV show. Uh, but it's loads of fun. So, you know, and that's what it needs to be. If anybody wants
4: to join in, do please find us on
5: any of the... Uh... uh,
4: platforms podcast platforms
3: on the platforms yeah yeah inception now with the poop yeah that's
4: (laughs) and um well they can find us on facebook and all the socials as well under top 10 pods but it is it's a it's a a refreshing thing because it's like a a clean canvas every time we come to do one um and we never know what we're going to do and um, I try and rustle up facts, and that's sometimes proving quite hard to find facts over certain things. It's, um but uh, yeah, it's going back to the basics, isn't it, Pav? It's uh, it's fun but disheartening as well. What... <laughs>
5: yeah. I, I mean it's it's interesting because like in the next sort of few weeks we've we're we're running the gamut of um things like uh uh what we got, movie vehicles, crisps, and Elvis songs. So they're the kind of things that we're doing. What a night out. It's not one kind (laughs) of thing. What a a night (laughs) out. Can you imagine that? Um, So yeah, so it's, it's, like I say, it's a load of fun. It's a little bit daunting because we're starting right from the start again. So yeah, having to sort of push that big boulder up the hill and try and gain momentum uh, with a new podcast, but... Like I say, it's a lot of fun, and as I've always said, this right from the start of podcasting, you get to meet awesome people like yourselves.
0: Yay!
3: Thank
2: you very much. Oh, awesome. and, and is that <laughs> did you say that's where, wherever any, all pod, all podcast platforms?
5: Yep. Indeed, even on YouTube, where on YouTube you get extra little photographs, Ooh. which I which I spend my Sundays editing in. <laughs> Yeah, how painful that is. But that's what I spend my Sundays doing. So yeah, they're up on YouTube as well.
3: I haven't really sort of quite considered actually the beauty of what it is that you're doing because it can be anything. Mm. Like ours is, it's films and it's always films and you are quite restricted in that. And yours, because the running theme is the top 10, that can literally be anything. And that's quite exciting, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Well, the
5: one, as we're recording this, the one that we're going to record tonight is the top 10 historical events you would visit if you had a time machine. Say
3: that again five times fast.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it's um, that sort of thing. Again, you've got literally billions of years to be able to work out what you want to do. So yeah, it's all fun. It's all fun.
2: Well... Do make sure you check that out, uh, as, as, as the guys just said, wherever you get your podcasts, and do follow them on the social media as well. Um, Neil and Pav, thank you very much for joining us. Thank, thank you very much, guys. guys. That was
5: loads of fun.
2: There we go. Another one added to the uh, underrated and underseen collection in the old vault there um do be sure to check out the guys podcast and all the social medias it's top 10 of anything or top 10 pods on, on the social media really great guys we uh, we love having an on, we love we love being on theirs hopefully it'll happen again we shall we shall see maybe we could pick something with less farting so you you don't get so upset about the farting Alice
3: oh no maybe maybe I just need to get over it maybe this is another <laughs> one of my weird fears that I need to get over
2: um Yeah, so if you'd like to get in touch with us in the meantime, obviously we'll have another episode for you next week, but the address is uh, filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias. Just search for Just Films and That Pod. And the website is www.justfilmsandthatpod.com. Wow, Uh,
3: throwing in a www. Haven't uh, heard that in a while. It stands
2: for World Wide Web. Wow. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) <laughs> Technology, Alice. Anyway, we'll see you next week for another film. Alice, Oliver, thank you very much for joining me.
3: As oh, ever. It was a pleasure, as always, Josh, and thank you. And it's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye.
1: kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com
0: why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim